Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends. And you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Are you a free agent? We'll talk (laughs) about it. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and I am truly, and we are truly hyped up. Lots to talk about. NBA free agency, MLB, Wimbledon World Cup. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, shoot us your emails, Today at gmail.com. Check out the website, rayandtaytoday.com, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes. Listen to some of the back episodes in iTunes. Subscribe to us. Ray, let's start. In the Western Conference, the big fish is gone to the Riverwalk. What did you think about the Spurs landing LaMarcus Aldridge and then, of course, today getting David West from the Pacers on one-year deal? Amazing. I really have no words. I mean, I think the rich get richer, and – People want to play for Popovich, and people want to win. And so with Kobe going into his probably his final season, there's no other winning franchise out there other than the Spurs. If you think about it, the Spurs in the Duncan era have won five finals. Kobe's won five, but you've got to think the Lakers are a turnaround project. So if you want to win, you either go play with LeBron in the East or you go to San Antonio, I mean, you you could win in Golden State, you could win in Oklahoma City, but there's, there's some issues there, free agency. So, you know what? The Spurs just got unbelievably talented, and it's almost like, I, I hate to say it, though, but it's almost like the 2000 and what team was that? The 2005 Lakers that lost to the Pistons, you know, that team where Carl Malone went over there, oh, Gary, Gary Payton went over there. You know, and and that was with Kobe and Shaq in their prime. So, I don't know, it's an embarrassment of riches, that team. That team just got crazy because they brought Ginobili back. They brought Green back. They brought Kawhi Leonard back. And then you add Aldridge and West. But they traded, listen, very savvy, right, because they traded Tiago Splitter. Um, They lost Corey Joseph to Toronto. They still have Patty Mills. So, when you look at their bench, getting West was key because they don't have much size. Um, and even Aaron Baines, I think, left and went to Detroit for some ridiculous amount, like $20 million. So the money's just flying, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But what I love about the Spurs is being able to have David West to come off the bench along with, you know, your sixth man forever, Ginobili, 
Dial, Patty Mills, um, and my man Kyle Anderson. So, you know, the Spurs look like they're they're throwing their hat in the ring that we're going to go for one more dance and that the Clippers shouldn't have beat us last year. And you really get that feeling, which is, which is fantastic, you know. And staying in the West, as these things are dropping, and, I mean, look, everything's official, uh, what, Thursday, but when you, you look at, and we'll get to what the Lakers are doing, because they're really rebuilding and might, you know, if we rank the teams in the West, they might be a playoff team. But right after the Spurs in free agency in the West, is there anyone else that jumps out to you? Obviously, OKC, they haven't done anything. We're waiting for them to re-sign Enos Cantor. Um, and they've done a lot through draft and trades last year. But do you see the Clippers maybe? Like they, they might trade Jamal Crawford. The Cavs are interested now. They're looking to sign Carlos Boozer, which would be great. They haven't re-signed Austin Rivers. Um, besides Paul Pierce, I would have to say the number two team in the West in terms of moves would have to be the Dallas Mavericks. Would you agree with Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan? That's a big hit for the Clippers. Big hit for the Clippers. So it's it's also addition by subtraction. Right. You just made one of your biggest rivals for that, call it the third, fourth, fifth seed, sixth seed, that much weaker. And we have to see what the Clippers do, but I think the Clippers are one of the biggest losers, and Dallas may be the second biggest winner because what they allow you to do is – Play Dirk towards the end of his career as that offensive forward with DeAndre Jordan on the backboards. The pressure on Dirk to rebound has been lessened, right? He's even more, you know, he's the young Tyson Chandler now. And defensively, he gives you that presence. And then about halfway through the season, when he recovers from fully from his ACL, Wesley Matthews gives you that steady scorer, defender. Monte Ellis gave you spurts, but but I think Wesley Matthews is more consistent. And that I thought those were two great moves by the Mavs. Right. Unfortunately, and I they're think, in the Western Conference, but, <laughs> but right, they were right. the East. But, but they you got to the the like the fact that they still might sign Jeremy Lin because all they have is Raymond Felton at point guard. They lost J.J. Barrera. And when you bring in Jordan and Matthews around Dirk and Parsons, you know, you lose Monte Ellis, so that's kind of rough. But I think the Mavericks are, are, are trying to say, look, we're getting a little bit younger, and maybe Dirk can just hang around for a year or two and we get another swing at it. Because look at Parsons, Jordan, and Matthews. They're going to be there for a while. So that's a great nucleus even for them. And, and Mark Cuban, you got to give – him and Carlisle and the organization a lot of credit to kind of rebuild around a superstar just like the Spurs have, right? Ginobili and Duncan will be gone, but, you know, you can rebuild a little bit for the next five years with Parker, LaMarcus, Danny Green, Kawhi and Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, so sure. that's great. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, the Blazers lost a lot. They re-signed the Lillard. Blazers and lost, you, you realize the Blazers lost four starters. Uh, now, they locked down Lillard, right? So that's probably yeah, the most uh, important one. Once they, they figure out what he's going to lose. Yeah. But how would you feel if you're a Blazer fan in Rip City and you lose Lopez, Aldridge, Matthews? I mean, that's just 
Crayon and, and Nick Batum. Yeah, Nick Batum. Yeah, that's your four or your five starters. That's just outrageous. But well, I guess they knew it was coming, and they're they're and in they full rebuild they're mode. They're going young. They're going young, and you got they have to hope. Noah Vonley, Mason Plumley, Pat Carnadine from Notre Dame, um, Ed Davis. I mean, they're really going to be they're going to be in the lottery next year, and and that's hard for probably for Lillard. But maybe they wind up getting a jackpot to sort of pair with him and then nice little pieces around. Um, you can't get too excited about Plumley and Ed Davis, but that's kind of your front court. <laughs> well, <laughs> with, you know, anytime you lose four starters, four. anytime you lose four starters, that's, that's devastating. Any way you slice the onion. Right. And, 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 you know, give Lillard and Anthony Davis credit because they could have waited for the cap to go up, and both of them re-signed for long-term deals. Granted, they'll both still be young and get another big contract in four or five years, but I was a little surprised that both of them, you know, went in for the 120 and then 140 or 145 for Davis. So kudos to them for Portland and, and New Orleans, right, for keeping those guys. And then you have the young teams like the Timberwolves and Jazz in the West, that are really just sticking through the draft. They didn't really sign anybody. You know, the Jazz re-signed uh, Joe Inglis, you know, one of their role players. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the Lakers, my son's favorite team, and, you know, Magic Johnson's team, and everybody on Twitter, and everybody's been talking about them. You sign Lou Williams, sixth man of the year. You trade for Roy Hibbert. You wind up getting Brandon Bass, which I love. And then you put that together with Russell, Larry Nance Jr., Clarkson from last year, Kobe, um, your boy Randall, and it looks like they actually have a legitimate roster to make the playoffs in the West. What are your thoughts about the Lakers and what all they've been doing? You know what? Uh, there, there's just a – so so what team and it's unfortunate the Lakers they'll have Kobe and this will be his last season maybe they get the seventh seed maybe they get the eighth seed maybe they're tenth in the West depends on everybody's health but they're a non-factor I think the Lakers are you know at the end of the day I think the Lakers in two or three years depending on if Julius Randle or uh, if uh, Russell turn out to be players I think they may be something interesting, but right now the two of them are essentially rookies because your boy uh, lost his, you know, obviously broke his foot and lost his rookie season. So to me, it's Kobe and really nobody else. So as a Laker fan, I, it's 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 a shame that Kobe's going to go out like this. I, you know, I, right now I need to go team by team, but right now I have the Lakers out of the playoffs. Um, really? So we'll okay. see, but even if they do, they make the eight seed and they get the mince meat in the first right. round. So, I think they, they got a shot to be right there because you got to consider Portland's going to drop out, um, you know, and the question yeah, is. Yeah, but watch your Timberwolves, your Suns, you know, the, 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 that seven, eight, nine, you know, that fight for those seeds. There are some teams, Utah, there's some teams that are young and, and ready to ready to make some moves. No, no, I, to I totally agree, and it's nice to see um, Minnesota and Utah be able to develop through the draft. Same with, you know, my favorite young Eastern Conference team, Orlando Magic. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, I want to ask you, though, about another team 
<clears throat> because they signed the troubled uh, genius in Rondo. And let's talk about Sacramento Kings. They make the trade with the Sixers to dump Nick Stoskis, Jason Thompson, and Carl Landry, uh, freeing up some money. They get Rondo with, I mean, Cousins, Willie Cauley-Stein. This is the all-Kentucky knucklehead team. Bellinelli, uh, they brought Marco Bellinelli Yeah, they brought Bellinelli in. Uh, Actually, to be honest, I I like their moves, and the Kings could be really pushing if if Rudy Gay – and we're waiting from Ray's favorite guy, Ben McLemore, to uh, remember that he's got game. They could actually make a serious push for that uh, playoff spot. What are your thoughts about the Kings and what they're doing, especially if Rondo is Rondo? And with a one-year deal, you got to believe he's going to ball. Well, yeah, but you thought that in Dallas, too. I mean, I, when I saw a professional athlete give up in the middle of a playoff game, that hurt my heart, and at that point, I thought I couldn't trust Rondo. So he's a good guy, and and he's a smart guy. I don't know what happened to him, and what happened to him between him and Rick Carlisle. But I hope that he's still checked in and not mentally checked out. So maybe this one year roster again. The king, it's not a talent issue. So it's a George. Oh, and by the way, George Carl doesn't like the best player on the team. So to me, that that's a nightmare. That that Kings that Kings team is a nightmare. That roster is like oil and water. I don't like him. I don't like the Kings. I don't like him. I'd be. I, I want to be pleasantly like surprised. But let me ask you this: Would you like them better if they one get a, rid of George Carl, or because he's making trying to make seems like he's trying to make a power play, or two, if they revisit? the DeMarcus Cousins trading, whether it's to L.A. or to somewhere else, i.e. maybe even the New York Knicks. And don't forget the Clippers, Ray, they want to move Crawford, and they do need a center. Rumors are they're looking at JaVale McGee and DeMarcus Cousins. That's not going to get you too excited to bang in the West for the Clippers. I got to believe they're going to do more. They wanted David West. They lost him. Carlos Boozer would be a nice piece, but I'm not impressed by JaVale McGee. Could they try to get a Cousins? I don't know if they have any chips, though. It really – look, this this game and this league has become a swing, man, versatile. Play. The new face of the league is Draymond Green. You know, a guy that – not that he's the best player in the league, don't get me wrong, but a guy that <laughs> just – makes plays. He's 6'9". He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play a little offense. He can play a little defense. You know, he's him, Andre Iguodala, won the MVP after not starting a game until the finals. So the league is about versatile players. Having said that, DeMarcus Cousins is a special talent. And to give up a special talent, you got to get a lot in return. I mean, we've seen so many times that you know the Charles Barkleys of the world, and the and, and you know all the players that the, the the even Carmelos of the world. When these stars get traded, they never get as much in return as they should command. So to me, I don't think the Clippers have enough, especially losing DeAndre Jordan. I don't think they have enough to give to get Demarcus Cousins in return. And I think Sacramento is going to put that bar very very high. I think their owner has said it, Ron Adive and D- and Vlade Divac. Yeah, they, they love yeah. this kid. I, it's just their coach doesn't like him. 
Right. And and you know what? That might be a thing where they swallow that money because Vlade didn't hire George Carl. And it might come to the point where George Carl is um, doing a Jason Kidd. He's trying to get too much power. And they're like, no way, homeboy. You're not, you're not that guy. Plus, he's an older coach, pretty ornery. He's clashed with players before. Um, it's funny, they signed Rondo when there were rumors that he wanted, you know, to reunite with Ty Lawson. And to me, that showed that he doesn't have the juice. He's not the real Joe Clark or the head, you know, HNIC. So I could see George Carl, you know, being shown the door. Um, so that would be fascinating. Let's talk about Phoenix. Um, they could not land LaMarcus. Seems like they were right there on the doorstep with the Spurs. Very impressed with them getting Tyson Chandler, which to me opens up their roster, especially when they did they were able to free some space, getting rid of Marcus Morris, who became a headache and, and, and very troubled. He's the lesser of the true brother of the twins. So they break up that and they keep Marquise. They got rid of um, Danny Granger and Reggie Bullock. So they have some money. Maybe they bring back P.J. Tucker or Gerald Green. Well, they brought in Tyson Chandler to give him some size. Right, and I think that helps have him start, Len be the backup. They will have Marquise, and then, you know, T.J. Warren's developing. They have Knight and Bledsoe, and they have a, a nice little nucleus. And I really enjoy, you know, them getting um, my man, uh, Devin Booker, from Kentucky. So the Suns also could be vying for that playoff spot. And then we have to applaud Memphis. They re-signed Jeff Green, and then finally the big fish, Mark, you know, he opted in. But they re-signed Marc Gasol. And so I'm happy for him to get the money, you know, five years, $100 million. That That's great. And you would like to see a superstar stay at home. So good for him. Yeah, you know, we're always fans of, people staying with their teams. And even though you have the right to be a free agent, Marcus Hall is one of those guys that gives Memphis their identity. And he and Zebo, and I hope they can keep those two together for a long time because that's, you know, what you think about when you think about the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, in terms of the other teams in the West, I mean, do you, does anybody stand out as having done anything you know, we talked about at the top, we talked about the Mavs and no, the, uh, because the Mavs you know and why? Spurs. Richard Jefferson signs back with the Mavs. Um, they don't, you know, to be honest, and your man Omri. Omer Ashik getting paid again. Oh, yeah, he got he got paid. We'll get into some of these guys that get ridiculous contracts, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference, but – Carroll and Jackson, but yeah, Omri Caspery resigns with the Kings. Barbosa goes back to the Warriors. They're going to probably move it David Lee. So basically, the Warriors, Rockets, these teams, they didn't really do much. So it's really been about the Spurs, what the OKC did last year, improvement in the draft. Um, yeah, but the Clippers Thunder didn't played. do anything. I no, that's like... what I'm saying. No, no, but they got better. Through Cameron Payne and you know and, and last year, if they bring back Cantor, they they did enough at the end of last season with just getting a healthy Durant with Westbrook. That OKC, you could still say they have the best roster, man for man, you know, twelve man deep. That, yeah, maybe starting five, but 
Oh, no, yeah. Ray. Well, come on. What about that bench? They re-signed Kyle Singler. Yeah, you know, no, not exciting. Really? Okay. Not well, you exciting. Get, how, about, how about Jeremy Evans going to the Mavericks, the ex-dunker from Utah? I like the Mavericks. I do like the Mavericks. Obviously, when you're when you're Oklahoma City and you got two of the five best players in the league, you're always in contention. But I kind of wanted a, a move by the by the Thunder. Maybe they're waiting to see if they can keep Durant. I, I don't know, but I, I kind of needed think a you're move. You're not going to get anything from them. And on top of it, we got this Sacramento signs, my man from Memphis, nice backup center, Costa Kufus. So yes. a four-year deal. How about that? Four years, $33 million for this backup guy. This, that, that, that's pretty impressive. Why don't you go to the Eastern Conference, Ray? Because, I mean, when you want to talk about money flying for average players, all you got to do is start with, and this isn't a diss because he really improved and he got hurt in the playoffs and he deserves it. Four years, $60 million to Damari Carroll from the Hawks to the Raptors. And I was like, whoa. You know, that was <laughs> that was like Chris Black Middleton. Rob. Black Rob Chris Middleton, f- five years, $70 million. He's a good player, but $14 million a year? Right. Keep it going. Rodney Stuckey. Reggie Jackson. Now, the Pistons had to keep Reggie Jackson, but goodness gracious, what is it, four years, $80 million? That's crazy. You know, and then you got three years, $21 million for Stuckey. A little bit more palatable, seven-year deal. I mean, $7 million a year. So let's go team for team. Obviously, you know, we're waiting for the Cavs to officially put in Tristan Thompson so then LeBron will come in for as much as he can get. Two rumors. They're trying to ship Brendan Hayward and Varejao, which LeBron might not like, but he probably wants another perimeter scorer for Joe Johnson with the Nets. And we know the Nets are doing that for a salary dump. And, you know, they got to stay under the cap because, they, you know, they've been over the cap for a couple of years, so they would get a big hit. Then the other side of it is that they might still re-sign JR who opted out, which could have been kind of a dumb move. And they're also looking at Crawford. So that's fascinating. At the end of the day, get Joe Johnson and have a big four. They'd be way over the cap. And you, you know, also Iman Shumpert signs four years, 40 million. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think they bring J.R. Smith back. I think they bring another scorer in, and it might be Jamal Crawford. It might be somebody like that. This roster, I don't know if they pull off the Joe Johnson trade. I'm going to say it's it's 70-30 that they don't. I think it's hard to pull off. I don't know that the Nets want Andy Varejao. At the end of the day, Brendan Hayward is just an expire or an unguaranteed $10 million contract. Um so I, I don't know that's enough juice for the Nets. Uh, but it would be very interesting. They need to get another score. They need to get it somewhere. And we'll see who that who that scorer is. Um, but I like the fact that they brought – I mean, think about the Cavs, right? Think about the, a team that is almost – you know, they won two games in the NBA Finals. And you're telling me that you're bringing back love. You're bringing back, obviously – Tristan Thompson, you're bringing back um, LeBron, you're bringing back uh, Kyrie, and you're probably going to get uh, Annie Monshumpert, and you're probably going to get another scorer. So 
that team, and that's why Vegas has them. What do they have them at two uh, to one to go to the finals and four to one to win the finals? Embarrassment of riches. <laughs> Embarrassment of riches. It, it, you know, roster wise, the, the the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs and the Cavs have to be the huge winners and the huge favorites for the finals, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, which is what we you know thought we might have had uh, this year, even going into it, especially if the Spurs would have finished a little bit stronger and didn't give up that home, you know, home court advantage with that last game. I'll tell you this, you know, still sticking and going from the Cavs, we got to talk about what Miami Heat have done. Because to me, you know, doing a one-year deal with Dwayne Wade, showing him some respect, enough respect for $20 million when all that hype happened, I never thought he was going to leave. And I'm glad, you know, he, he, he got his money because he definitely gave up a lot of money in the LeBron years and even last year when he sort of opted out of $44 million. So to to get back a healthy McRoberts, dang in, you're going with Bosch, Whiteside, Wade, and now we'll get into some summer league with Justice Winslow looking great. You got to believe that the Miami Heat, Ray, they could very easily be the number two seed in the East, even though the Bulls were able to keep, you know, Jimmy Butler, which I think is a big win for them. A lot of people thought he might leave, including me, but they were able to keep him. How do you like the Heat and what Pat Riley is trying to do? Because he's gunning for LeBron, you know that. So not a huge fan of the Heat. I think Dwayne Wade is only going to play about 60 games. Um, Bosch also, we don't know his health, but let's say he's healthy. Um, supposed to be fine. I'm not in, I, I, you know what? I I feel like this, this team, that the sun is setting on this team in terms of, you know, where they are in their careers, what they've done, how hungry they'll be. I want to see teams like Toronto and Washington and other teams in the East. I mean, obviously Cleveland's the class of the East and probably goes back to the finals pretty easily. But um, I, I don't. I don't like this Miami team. I really don't. I, I, I think they're a fourth or fifth. Really, team. you didn't like the, the Drogic deal? He gets a ton of money, and you don't think that if these five guys are healthy together with their young bench, uh, they got uh, you know uh, Ty Johnson, James, they'll still have you know some you know Haslam, some of their solid veterans. You don't like what the Heat have to offer? No, I think they're just okay. I think they're third or fourth seed in the in the East, and I think that I don't know. I just look at them as 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 the sun is setting. That the 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 better years are behind them. I don't see Goran Dragic as a guy that can put this team on his back. I think he's overpaid for what he can do. I think he's a good player, very good player. Don't get me wrong, but the minute you know, Dwayne Wade gets hurt or the minute Dwayne Wade has a bad game, um, you know, then you turn to Chris Bosh. And then after that, I think there's no, I, I don't know. I, you know, you, on paper, you got yourself Luau Dang and on paper, you got yourself uh, uh, Drogic. But I don't know. And Justice Winslow, you know, like you said, tearing up summer league, he, he's probably a year or two away from, from, from major contributions. So I, I don't know. Something I think you're, to un- me I, you're underestimating Winslow. I got to be honest with you. I think you really are. I think I think he can play you defense. You think he steps in and is immediately day impactful? One, day one, he's man averaging 11, 
four and four, 11, five and three. And I think, you know, he'll, he'll be able to be a great wing defender. I think, I think you know what he is? He's Luol Deng when he was a rookie. He'll come in, he'll play good D, he, he'll struggle offensively, um, and he'll be, you know, he'll be what Luol Deng was, which is, which is a, a perimeter defender. And then two, three years into his career, he'll, he'll get himself an offensive game. But that's going to be too late for Dwayne Wade, though. Okay, so that's my only concern for the Heat. Okay, so let's go a little further down in the East. Um, the Bulls haven't done anything. Heinrich and Butler come back. Not much to talk about them. They'll still be two or three. But we got to go home. We got to talk about four gentlemen that fell into the lap or somehow seemed to be desired by maybe one old dinosaur that some are saying is either losing his marbles, trying to have sabotage, or just playing up crazy. I don't know. I'm talking about Phil Jackson signing Aaron Afalo, I like, Robin Lopez, four years, $54 million, Kyle O'Quinn, and Derek Williams, former lottery pick from Arizona, who's never really worked out, been a tweener in the league, what is happening with our New York Knicks, and what did you think about basically them signing four role players and basically filling up the rest of the salary cap? They, I, I don't know if they might have a, an exemption left in their 12-man roster. Is, eh. They'll bring back probably Jason Smith and, um, and Lou Almason to, to complete everything. Give me your thoughts on the Knicks and the, and the guys that they signed. Not bad guys, but not, they struck out on the stars. Yeah, I I think Carmelo doesn't play out his contract in New York. I think he gets traded at some point. He'll get frustrated. And maybe Phil Jackson knows that he can't win with this roster. But, look, this team is better than last year. 17 wins last year. They'll win more than that, significantly more. I don't know, 15, maybe 10, 15 games more than that. But, Still, you look at this roster, and as a Knicks fan, you're not excited. You just think, okay, you know, can't get much from Porzingis for the next two, three years. So you look at this roster, and you say, all right, Lopez gives you some size, plays pick-and-roll offense, pick-and-roll defense. Um, the other guys you mentioned are just, just role players. I mean, plug Aaron Aflalo in. He's, he's a very solid player. I actually like Aflalo. He can shoot, play some defense. He can shoot and he can play D. Yeah, he, he's kind of the anti-Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony's very flashy and, and kind of the leader and vocal and, and whatever, and Aflalo's just a, a really solid ball player. Um, I thought he got a little bit of – didn't get enough credit, uh, especially when he, when he went to Orlando and he was doing some things. So at the end of the day, as a Knicks fan, you're not really excited about the moves, but – Again, maybe maybe big things next year in free agency. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you couldn't maybe you couldn't land free agents, and you just wanted to add good players. I mean, these are good players. I don't know if they work in in uh, uh, Derek Fisher's triangle, but it's, it's better than last year. You, you added talent. I mean, at least you got better, right? Would, would you agree with uh, that? Let me let me say this. I'm going to try to make a picture that looks really ugly. Kind of pretty. Derek Williams maybe needed a change 
a number venue. Two, let's remember, Shane, he was the number yeah. two overall exactly. pick. Number now, granted, two. it was off of one year in the tournament he had as a sophomore in Arizona, but he was a number two overall pick, so people thought very highly of him. And maybe in the East he can play a little bit uh, stretch four. He won't get killed in the wet like he did in the West trying to play four. He's a tweener. You know, I don't like that. Um, you have to be special when you're a tweener. He's not special, but I'm hoping that in the Eastern Conference there could be a better side. I'll pour some pixie dust on Robin Lopez. Don't love the money, but it's not our money. He has uh, the ability to pass, rebound, do some dirty work. He's a little bit more aggressive than his brother. He's not a, he's not afraid to get into, you know, a little bit of brawl and, and give you some physical play. So you throw him with Jason Smith and Cole Aldridge, and that's our three-man center rotation. When you go to Afalu and Kylo Quinn, you said it about Aaron Afalu. Totally agree with that. Kylo Quinn, definitely love him. He's scrappy, could play a little backup five, mainly a power forward, has talent, did okay with Orlando, had some health issues. But it's very underwhelming, and you just hope that maybe these pieces – turn into some of the pieces like the Bucks had out of nowhere and they develop and shine and seem to do something with Quincy AC, Carmelo, uh, Clee Anthony early. Um, who else do we have? Jose Calderon, Jerry and Grant, Porzingis. Uh, what's, what's the guy that you said was going to the Spurs? Jimeno Hernandez. You know, I mean, it, it's not much. It really isn't, and it could be very upsetting for a lot of people. Let's talk about across the, the, the river or across the, 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 the D train or the four train, or you just want to take the two, three. The Nets, they made their deal, so they, they got rid of Plumlee. They got Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. They signed Thomas Robinson. We say goodbye to Kenyon Martin, who retires, you know, a former Net and been around the NBA. That's okay. Yeah, man. Great career. 15, 16 years. Solid veteran. He retires. Uh, the Nets, you know, they made a couple of other little moves. I just would hate to see them give up on Joe Johnson, whether it's to Cleveland or anywhere else, because they could still be a playoff team with this roster if Jack and Darren Williams, you know, seems to lose the weight and the ankles are healthy. You bring back Thaddeus Young and Brooke Lopez. The Nets have a young nucleus. They also bring in a trade, uh, my guy from Maryland, Steve Blake. So I think the Nets, you know, they have a, a, a top eight seed uh, roster in the Eastern Conference for the playoffs. So, I, you know, they nothing do, to – But the thing is, in that new Barclays Center, that billion-dollar arena, and the fact that these franchise values are going up, I think at a certain point the Nets might get sold. And – they need to put you some flash. Parker Ball has had enough? He had enough I think fun? So. He had enough fun. He tried it. He played the NBA thing for a little bit. And now if the Clippers can go for – Yeah, if the Clippers can go for $2 billion, then he'll probably get, you know, something close to that for the Nets. But They're my definitely thing going is, young. You know, they got Shane Larkin, too. They agreed a two-year deal with him. So they, the Nets are definitely showing signs that they kind of want to rebuild. Except yeah, which is why I think no. eventually okay. they're going to get rid of Lopez, Williams, or Johnson, two of those three maybe, 
You know, I, I think ultimately that that experiment didn't work. Plus, trading away every other year those three number one picks for the Celtics that win now. They knew, and Billy King knew this, and everybody in that organization knew that if they didn't win in those two years that they had Garnett and Pierce, that they'd be set back for five years. So I think that they're just kind of sucking it up, holding their breath, trying to get through these contracts. Maybe the salary cap goes up, and they can make a splash and bring free agents to Brooklyn because right now their roster is kind of this mix of old, overpaid guys and young, unproven guys and not much in the middle. You know what I mean? So they are uh, an interesting team. It'd be very—it's very interesting to see what you know what Lionel Hollins can do with those guys this year. I want to make a statement and see if you agree with this. When you kind of look at it and break it down, it could be the LeBron James factor with Love and those guys all coming back. It almost seems, besides maybe Miami, the Bulls, and the Cavs, every other team in the Eastern Conference is sort of reshuffling and rebuilding. You look at the Hawks, they're keeping pace, but they lost Carroll. They're keeping Millsap. You know, they I don't know if they can be better than four. I don't think they'll have the one seed, you know, thing that they had going this year. Um, the Bucks are on the rise, though, and we, we got to mention them because with what they had, the draft, the end-of-the-season trade, and then signing Greg Monroe, three years, $50 million, getting the max, I don't know if I would have done it as the Knicks. Maybe they should have, but he didn't want them anyway. Do you think, I don't know, outside of Milwaukee, when you look at the Pacers, Monte Ellis, but they're losing Hibbert and and David West, does it seem like everyone else is sort of reshuffling, or are they just sort of settling for four, five, six in the East when you look at the Bucks, Pacers, Hawks? How do you look at those three teams? I look at the Bucks as a really interesting proposition for Jason Kidd. They're young, they're athletic, um, they gave Versatile. Chris Middleton a lot of money, they gave Greg Monroe a lot of money, so so outside of Milwaukee, they don't have a lot of star factor, and Michael Carter-Williams is kind of up and down, but Jason Kidd's the perfect coach for him, a guy that came in as a defensive guy, a leader, much more so than an offensive threat. But you know what? In this weak Eastern Conference, aside from Cleveland, now, your Miami Heat are probably better. Not probably. They're better than they are. And so are the and, Bulls. And the Bulls. But the Bulls have health issues. They got a good they're, feeling. They could, they could compete for the four seed. Remember, the Wizards, though, if if they can stay healthy and figure out their front court, their back court is just phenomenal. But you know what? This this Milwaukee team, because they defend, they can give that back court of the Wizards some issues, right? You know, you figure Chris Middleton – and Michael Carter-Williams can can give Beal and Don't Wall forget Jabari. Jabari's some coming issues. back to score. Jab- exactly. That's where I was going. And so the new additions, quote-unquote, to the team are Greg Monroe and Jabari Parker. Hmm, that becomes interesting. And a year of Giannis getting better with Middleton and Michael Carter-Williams. Remember, they're all sort of young, budding players I think the Bucks have, have got a special situation developing. They move Jared Dudley. He goes to the Wizards. You know, this is interesting what they're trying to do in Milwaukee. I applaud them because there's still a shot that they don't get the stadium 
and this team winds up in Seattle. They've had some reports about that. What are, you, what are your thoughts about Milwaukee losing a team, but the great city of Seattle, great sports fans, maybe getting a team to return? So I'm conflicted with that because right. Seattle deserves a basketball team, but Milwaukee doesn't deserve to lose a team. So, you know, it all started with Oklahoma City. I guess the Supersonics going to Oklahoma City when Bennett, everybody knew he was going to get them to Oklahoma City. So you can't expand because then you need two teams. And I don't know if the NBA wants to expand to two different markets. I mean, Vegas has always been hanging around ready to get a team. So to me, I'd hate to see the Bucks leave. I, I can't see the Bucks leave. I think it's it's just it would be devastating to that fan base. And they've won a championship, just like the Supersonics won a championship. You know, every, it's, it feels like everybody erased the decade of the seventies. You know, the Sonics were in the championship <laughs> in seventy eight, seventy nine. The Bucks won with with uh, what was that seventy one with Lou Alcindor and Oscar Robertson. Uh, you know, fans not. remember this. There you go. So, but the but the owner said. You know, what are we giving you, three years to build us this new stadium? And if not, we get the option to either sell the team back to the NBA or or, or move. Uh, I think they'll make it work. I think they'll stay in Milwaukee. I, I just I just think that, that they've learned the lesson. They look at what happened to Seattle, and they don't want to lose that team. And if you think about it, if Milwaukee loses the Bucks, I mean, the Packers used to play in Milwaukee a little bit, but now they play all their games in Lambeau. They'd be left really with just baseball, and I think that's that's tough. That's tough for Milwaukee. Yeah, definitely right about that. We got to go in the Eastern Conference to two classic franchises that were huge with titles and and wins and Hall of Fame players in the '80s, the Celtics and our Sixers. Resigning Jay Crowder signing Amir Johnson from the Raptors, these minor moves, drafting a ton of guards in the draft. What do you think Danny Ainge is trying to do, and do you like it? Just starting with Boston, and then we'll get to Philly. Uh, so, you know, with Boston, we were puzzled with that draft. We said – you know, you've got Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart, and then you go out and draft two more guards, and you say to yourself, all right, what's Danny Ainge doing? And then you lose Brandon Bass. He was undersized, but he was a good player. Um, I don't know what to think about the Celtics. I'm a little down on the Celtics right now. I don't think that if I wake up today as a Celtic fan that I'm that excited with with what's been happening over the last, you know, 18 months or so. Um, in terms of the Sixers, so, you know, the At least Sixers, they got I some think, veterans. <laughs> Carl yeah. Landry, Jason Thompson, and Nick Stoskis. At least there's guys with, you know, legitimate something to, you know, around Okafor and whatever. They still don't really have a point guard. You know this. Isaiah Cannon and Ish Smith, that's not an NBA starting point guard. Together it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, yeah, so Philly's got some issues, but you know what? Philly Philly's got to determine which of their three big men they're going to build around and then, you know, just start playing, you know, stop building for the future and play for now. 
So I, I, I thought the Boston and Brad Stevens star was rising, but I think – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm disappointed in between the draft and free agency. I'm disappointed in the Celtics and the Sixers. I'm waiting for them to just roll out the ball and start playing. Yeah, I'll say this, you know, just sort of putting a bow on it before we get to the MLB and stuff with the all-star rosters. That, you know, there's still some players out there that are quality ball players that need to be signed. The Most the the meat of free agency is pretty much been settled. Still could see some signings and trades. You got to still believe the power lies in the West where a Dallas or a Memphis or the Clippers could be a six seed to show you how strong it is. You know, Houston keeps Beverly and they keep Corey Brewer. So you're happy with that. Don't know if they're going to re-sign Josh Smith, but basically it's just extremely strong out there with Sacramento, LA, Minnesota and Utah trying to, you know, and Phoenix trying to get in the top eight. The East, you know, it's those top three, then maybe Milwaukee, the Pacers, Monte Ellis and a healthy Paul George, you know, could be good. Looks like they're changing their style of ball. They're not going to be big and plotting. I think they're going to be fast and aggressive and play quick ball. So we'll see what they do. And the bottom feeders in the East are going to remain that. Maybe the Pistons, I, I, I think they're going to jump up. Real quick with Summer League, you know, Stanley Johnson's looking like a man-child. Like he said in the draft, I'm going to be the best player in the draft. We might all owe him an apology. We might need to say, I'm sorry. Frank the Tank, looking like the Knicks could have taken him at four, dropping 19 and 12 for my Charlotte Hornets, who I think are going to make the playoffs with Batum and their their moves and Hawes. And then, you know, it's it's one of those things where the East is is, going to be fascinating four, five, six, seven, eight again. Just a scrap between Charlotte, the Pistons, the Knicks, the Nets, you know, who whoever's gonna get in there after Milwaukee in the top three. So we'll see what happens. We'll get back to it. So maybe some more trades and stuff. But Ray, before we get to MLB baseball, real quick, Serena, we gotta do a little Wimbledon, beats her sister. They're in their final four. The Joker wins. Break down real quick, what, what are we looking for in the semis and the men and women, and, and, and will it just be the Joker and Serena standing at the top in Wimbledon? Yeah, I think so. Well, first we have to say, I mean, how crazy is it that they played, what is it, for the sixth time, the sisters? Uh, yeah. In, and I was watching this weekend, and Serena almost lost on, on uh, what was that, on Friday. So, yeah, in the court, what is that, the quarters? Yeah, it's great. The yeah, the round of sixteen. So it's amazing that you can you're a you had to break to then win on serve to then break again to stay alive. Against and I still a great Britain player, the whole thing. Watson, right? Yeah. And I still think she's going to win the whole thing. So you know who's a, you know who's looking good though is Roger Federer. Keeps uh, you know keeps hope alive. Number two seed, even though. You know, I, I don't think if he plays against Djokovic that he's really got a chance. Um, but there's still some there's still some some hitters out there. Uh, but I I think that if anybody has the easiest draw, it's um, you know it's Novak Djokovic. Even though I'm looking right now, you know he his his match was suspended. He actually lost. He's playing. He's was well, a South African uh, guy, Anderson, and he lost the two two sets six seven six seven. 
and then came back and won six one six four. So he's actually battling in a fifth set tomorrow. That's true. Uh, so yeah. that's something, yeah, no, that's that's something to look at. Yeah, I, I still like him, but but you know what? Anything can happen. One set. Um, I think he, I think he caught a second win though. In terms of the women, you know, I, I don't know who beat Serena. I mean, I, I look at I look at the the draw and Sharapova's in there. Um, yes, she's there. Uh, Victoria Azarenka is is going to play her next in the in the quarters, um, so you know possibly could give her could give her a run for the money. Uh, Rodwanska maybe, uh, but I got to think that it's it's really Serena's to lose, and so I, you know I, I want to be more excited. Foot down on the pedal, Ray. I think she's putting her foot down on the pedal. Especially getting through the last two, you know, the 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 one against, the battle against the Great Britain Watson, and then beating her sister, I think now she's ready to, to cruise home and take it home, and win her third major, be the first time in 27 years that that was done for the women, and then we'll just see what she does, you know, out in uh, Queens in the U.S. Open. Well, now, speaking let's of applaud- women, yeah. we got to talk well, about the right. women women World Cup say, final. Clap it up, baby! Five two in the final of the Women's World Cup in football, we called soccer, the U.S. women, they win, what are their second title, since, or their first title since 99? But yeah, they won 91, 99, and now. So they're the first women's team that's won three World Cups. Yeah, that's amazing. And not just that, beating, obviously, Japan, who's you know, a pretty good team. And they, they were kind of... Last, last time, four years ago, the defending, national champ, uh, defending world champs. Some would say they're lucky to be there, Japan, you know, with the whole the, the scoring in her own goal. I felt so sorry uh, oh, for her, awful, but yeah. that, that was awful. But, you know, Abby and the girls, you know, listen, American women's soccer is, is very tough, and they're good. So the men can't can't really say nothing about, you know, the women get down. And the men, they're still trying to find their way, you know what I mean? And that's okay, but we definitely applaud the women. But let's talk about it. It's, well, Car- it's that well, time. Throw some love to Carly Lloyd, too, for her hat trick. Could you imagine a hat trick oh, in 16 minutes? That, the one goal was, was crazy, though, from midfield. Yeah, but that was that was ridiculous. And a hat trick in you know, 16 minutes. She, she's amazing. You know, that that, that to me – was one of the most impressive things in World Cup play because, first of all, five goals doesn't happen often, but for one player to get three, you know, that's like some Gretzky type of stuff. You want to do the hockey analogy. So she she was a shining star, you know. I would say you'd see her on Letterman, but Letterman's gone, right? So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see uh, where, where the women will make their rounds and get applauded uh, in the late night, you know, shows. We got to talk baseball, the home stretch. We got the all-star rosters. The Royals only got four in the American League. Donaldson was the head honcho. That was amazing. More than Trout, more than Cabrera. uh, Wasn't that shocking? Donaldson led all all, uh, vote getters, yeah. So, real quick, you got basically, I'll go from the bottom up. It's Nelson Cruz. Gordon, which, you know, shouldn't be there. It should be J.D. Martinez or whatever. Uh, Lorenzo Kane, Trout, that's the outfield. Then you have Josh Donaldson, shortstop, your boy, 
Um, another, this one's a little questionable with um, Escobar. You know, the Royals, I guess he's one of the better shortstops, so I can't rip rip him. Jose Altuve gets it for second base, which was good. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, or, or it should have been him or Kipnis, but it shouldn't have been. Kipnis uh, probably post- over him, but thank goodness yeah. it wasn't a Kansas City it, Royal. Right, and Kipnis will make the team. I think they already announced it. I think he's on the Yeah, team. they announced We're, the reserves, too. Yeah, so we'll get over to reserves, too. Cabrera. And then, of course, the 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 other uh, royal Salvador uh, Perez. Why don't you break down the NL for us? Yeah. So the NL. It's funny because the NL is probably a better. Uh, the fans did better. They picked. Uh, they picked probably the right guys. Maybe there's one or two guys that have a, I have an issue there with. But for the Diamondbacks, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, Posey's in there. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, D. Gordon. Todd Frazier, and, then that, Frazier. and Johnny Peralta. So Peralta's probably the only one that I have a little bit of beef with. You know, maybe Brandon Crawford from the Giants should have started, but still a great, you know, a great choice by the fans. Bryce Harper, Matt Holiday, and Giancarlo Stanton. So Matt Holiday's probably the only other one that 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 might have a I might have a beef with. Uh, Stanton's banged up, so he might not play. Holiday might not play. Yeah, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's replacing him. They announced it. Right. Right. So pretty, in, the, uh, in the American League, so the reserves are uh, some interesting reserves, right? So and pitchers, got, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, so you've got Sal, uh, Sal Perez is starting uh, in the American, uh, but you've got Russell, Russell Martin, Martin and uh, Volt, the, guy, the kid from Oakland, yeah, probably yeah. And should And he should have been the starter. He should have been the yep. starter. Steve Vogt is the And then beast. you got Pujols, Teixeira at first. You got Jason Good Kipnis, who probably should be starting at second. Manny Machado, Jose Iglesias. And then you've got Brock Holt as your you know utility guy. Then you've got Jose Batista, Adam Jones, J.D. Martinez, and Prince Fielder. Can you imagine out. that as your reserves? Just yeah, what you said interesting right there. Alex Rodriguez <laughs> did not make it. He was top uh, three. That wasn't fair, couple- right? Be honest, that wasn't fair. A-Rod could have been on this team. Could have been on the team. Uh, we still have the final vote, and that final vote is Xander Bogarts uh, from the Red Sox, Joanna Cespedes from the Tigers, Dozier from the Twins, our boy Brett Gardner from the Yankees, and Mike Moustakis. So you might get a another, uh, another Royal. City Royal. They have six already. They have four and two pitchers. Right, but why did they put A-Rod on that final vote? That's not even cool either. Um... Well, they put Brett Gardner on there. You can't have two Yankees, really. No, 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 definitely. But how about these pitchers, Ray? The AL pitching, we normally look at the NL as dominant, but when you look at Sonny Gray, King Felix, Felix, Chris Archer, David Price, I mean, just right there. And then, of course, I think right. it's the right. starter Dallas is your Keuchel. boy from the Astros. Right, yeah, Dallas, Dallas Keuchel, uh, Chris Sale. Yeah. Oh, Chris Sale. I mean, whew. Yeah, and then this and then Della uh, Batantis and and Boxberger and you know and and you know in the uh, in the bullpen. So that's tough. The National League pitchers, real quick. It was interesting to see that AJ Burnett made the All Star team for the first time. I actually thought he was an All Star before with the with the Blue Jays. Um, but look, but the National League. I tell you what, the National League. Is, is pretty is pretty impressive. Listen oh, the to there. I mean, they got Michael Walker, Max Scherzer, Madison Bumgarner, AJ Burnett. The Met to make it was Jacob Degrom. 
Zach Ranky. And so those are their starters. And then you go to Rosenthal, Rodriguez, Jonathan Papelbaum was the one, Philadelphia Philly, Shelby Miller, Mark Melanson, uh, and, uh, oh, Gary Cole, I forgot, from the Pirates, and Araldis Chapman. So I like the the National League starters. Yeah, and and their bench is pretty good, too. Some nice players yeah, there. Yes, Mati Grandal and Yadier Molina catching. Adrian Gonzalez, who was hitting 500 or something close to that for the first month of the season. And Rizzo. And Anthony Rizzo, right? DJ LeMatthew from, from the Rockies, along with Nolan Arenado. Uh, the defending champ got their second baseman, Joe Panic in there, local boy from Westchester. Chris Bryant was named to the team. Good for him as a rookie. Missed the first, what, 10 games of the season. Yeah. Brandon, Crawford Brandon Crawford at short should be starting. Andrew McCutcheon, you could make an argument for if you throw out the month of He's April, he could great. be starting. Another guy, Jock Peterson, could easily be starting on this team, and he might start if if um, Matt Holiday is hurt. Is he in the home hurt. run derby? Jock, Jock should be in the home run derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Which he's not like your like boy, you said, A.J. Pollock from the Diamondbacks and Justin Upton from the Padres. Well, I'm glad Pollock made it. He deserved it without a doubt. I'd been kind of pissed if he didn't. And a good thing for Justin Upton. The Padres haven't been doing good, but he's been playing ball. So that's Listen the All-Star the final game. Vote. Final vote, guys, oh, though. These are, these are some perennial All-Stars for the, for the National League. So it's Johnny Cueto, Familia. Ooh the reliever for the Mets, Clayton Kershaw, Carlos oh. Martinez, the pitcher from the Cardinals, and Troy yeah. Tulowitzki. So think about I gotta you got to believe it's going to be Kershaw or Cueto just because you got the Cincinnati and then you got the legendary respect for Kershaw. I think those would be the two leading vote-getters. Would you believe? Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I would say so. It'd be hard. I, that, that's a tough. The AL, the AL's tough too. I'd like to see Gardner get in, but there's some good guys in the AL in that final vote as well. So it, it's going to be fascinating. I'm glad that uh, they got Kipnis right because the way that kid is playing, there's no way. Him and JD Martinez. I mean, JD Martinez starting, yeah. is backing out home runs. Uh, Robert, uh, Miguel, uh, Miggy got hurt the other night though. Did you get yeah, he got hurt, and so Teixeira was put in place of him. So oh, okay. uh, the American League roster is going to be shaken up a little bit. I guess both teams have have yeah injuries. Yeah, maybe uh, Prince Fielder will get in. I don't know. Prince Fielder's in. Oh, he's oh he is in. Yeah, he's the backup. Uh, the DH. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, you were right about Bryce Harper. He's not doing the Derby. And obviously, Tolowiski's playing good, so maybe he gets added batting 321. It'll be good to see. We'll talk about it next week. More NBA uh, free agency, and we'll probably get some more trades. Still waiting on LeBron to sign. That's kind of weird, but we all know it's coming down. But obviously, next Tuesday is the Summer summer Classic, so you can't wait for that and, uh, all-star game in Cincinnati, which uh, should be kind of nice. I still think they're going to have a tribute, the Reds, for Pete Rose, so we'll see how that plays out. No Did Jim you see Gray Pete Rose on, uh, on Fox's telecast? No, no, I missed it. Yeah, Pete Rose was on Fox's telecast. So I thought that was interesting. 
He's slowly trying to get back into you know the public spotlight, getting good graces. So you think he'll, get the, will he be doing the game? Is he going to be doing the All Star game or? No, I don't know that he's doing the All Star game. I think he's just a color a, a color commentator for Fox, trying to get uh, you that's, know trying to get some love. Great. So wait, that's some, great, one great. piece of breaking news. Okay. Um, did you see this about the um, Florida State suspends their quarterback? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this kid is. I did. Uh, but but they, yeah, they never release him. Though. They release him. They didn't even suspend him. DeAndre Johnson uh, is suspended after there's a video. Uh, they obtained a video of this uh, of this uh, yeah. altercation, and it's like wow. The the state's Mister Football in 2004, 2014. Sorry, comes in there and he's yeah. supposed to be the replacement for Jameis Winston that they've been you know waiting for, and they just dismiss. Well, maybe him from the maybe team. he was upset and depressed and messed up mentally because they brought Ever Ghost in there. Basically, he's going to take his spot, so who knows? I mean, but Everett Golson only has one year. I mean, he's playing I, on that one-year, you know, graduate know. exemption And also, situation. in the same vein, Braxton Miller decided to remain at Ohio State, so that's interesting as well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I'm There's shocked. only one football. It's not like you're a wide receiver where you can play three of you at one, you know, on the field at any given time. Definitely, definitely. And by the way, on when we get back next Monday, you know, the 15th will be around the corner. Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas, these guys, their deadline to sign those franchise tags. NFL baby talk is is, is, is July oh, 15th. And, so. and thank uh, goodness that your boy JPP didn't uh, hurt himself too badly. You know, stay away from the fireworks, people. That fireworks. stuff is dangerous, man. That stuff is not a joke. Right. Keep it away the from the kids. Fans. You know Giants fans are ready to go to his house and beat him up. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. So great that show. Awful. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. We'll get we'll definitely get some to some NFL talk and college football talk coming up in the near weeks. A little baseball and NBA off season for you. And um we'll uh, obviously have the Wimbledon champs next week. So have a great sports week. Thanks for listening. And like always, thanks for uh talking sports for friends. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus